Okay, so I had completely forgotten that Xander, in an offhanded, pissed-off way, tells Dawn that his sister was almost raped by Spike. Mm-hmm. And doesn't even care or notice about how that affects her. Mm-hmm. He says just- it like a joke. If he wasn't too busy trying to rape your sister, mm-hmm. what the fuck, dude? And the problem that I have with this, the problem that I have with this is that he then is our hero. He is then the person. And and and, and I get that he's in a low place. And at this time, he's mm-hmm. feeling very useless, which like, again, he's that's frustrated. a relatable yeah. thing. But the fact that it's, and I think this is just a thing that we've seen with like how rape often gets treated by people who've never experienced it, particularly male writers. Um, which is like, it's just a thing that happens and is, it's a story point yeah. that like moves the story forward. And so it's like, oh, this thing that happened to your sister, mm-hmm. this is going to be my, my like nail in the coffin for like why Spike is bad. And that's, I think my problem. And we talked about this extensively last week, but that's kind of my problem with the whole story point mm-hmm. is it's about fucking Spike. It's not about Spike. I don't care. Mm-hmm. About- Every time they cut back to him, I'm like, I'm I, like don't I don't care. care. I, yeah. Spike, I don't care. It says it in my notes mm-hmm. because I don't, because you you crossed a line that is so deep. I don't, you're, we're not ready for your redemption. Mm-mm. Like, w- it's not time for that. And I don't have enough energy in my body to give a fuck whether you can beat some guy with flame hands. Yeah. yeah. You want me to think that's cool, show? What do you, no. Also, like, the fact that when he punches the guy with flame hands and it, like, hurts him and he's like, oh, bad idea. And that's, I'm, I'm expected to laugh along with this nope. joke. I'm like, catch on fire. I don't give a catch shit. Catch on fire. You literally tried to rape our protagon- protagonist. Yeah. I don't care and about now you this right is now. about your redemption story. Yeah. Oh, poor you. Oh, poor you. You tried you're... to rape the girl that you're dating. Yeah. And honestly, is it really about your redemption story or did they not decide until the season was over what was going to be in that final? Yeah. Yeah. Because the mm-hmm. whole time you're talking about it, like you want to kill her. Mm-hmm. So I'm supposed to be watch interested in seeing not not your redemption story, seeing you get closer to being someone who is capable of raping her. I I, I don't care. And that's another thing too with like, the stuff that he's muttering is one of those tropes that you and I hate, mm-hmm. which is kind of like lying with the dialogue to yeah. mislead us because it doesn't make sense. You'll get he, what you deserve, Slayer. Right. He can't possibly think that him with a soul is what she deserves. It's yeah. what he wants. It gives yeah. him the potential for a relationship that he wants. Like, I could see why he wants it, but that's not what she deserves. No. She mm-hmm. deserves a person who isn't a monster. I mean, he's completely delusional if he thinks yeah. that him... Yeah, if he makes himself available to her by having a soul that, oh, great, I finally got her what she needs. Like, I mean, always, my opinion of Spike has been very low. Mm -hmm. But uh, especially now, like, what she deserves is to never see you again and Mm -hmm. for you to fucking die, maybe. Yeah, that's the thing. Maybe we should just have Spike uh, staked him. Yeah, I think I would have been down with him killing himself and leaving a note. Mm-hmm. saying like I was the monster that you always knew I was mm-hmm. what I did to you is unforgivable goodbye forever and then maybe the powers that be save him or something whatever but he should want to kill himself like we yeah. want to kill him yeah. or what I want what I would love and I made the show doesn't have time for this but because what I would love is he's once he is a person that would try to kill Buffy he's always the person that would try to kill Buffy mm-hmm. right so he's like or not kill rape um so he's like a in a delusional idiot. Um, so I could see it tracking that he's like, oh, I'll just get a soul and this will make it better. Yeah. And then I would like to see him get a soul, him go through all of this, like, you know, like, because we know that when Angel got his soul back, yeah. he... Um, he went crazy. Went crazy, 
ate rats for 90 yeah. years, mm-hmm. lived in a thing. I would love what I would love. So he does this whole, quote, redemption journey, does the whole thing. He comes back. Buffy is old. She's in a bed. And he's like, I did this for you. And she's like, you'll never be the person or you'll always be the person that tried to rape me. Mm-hmm. And then her and, she, and she'll say, like, <laughs> I had a full, happy life. Yeah. You didn't stop any of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of you. Yeah. Really. Again. And she'll, yeah, she'll be like, oh, 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 oh. If he comes in and she goes, Spike, I, I forgot about you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, you have Alzheimer's. And she's like, oh, no, I'm sharp as a tech. Yeah. <laughs> I just and then she's like doing thing. taxes on the side. And Angel's there. And Angel's there. Because they're soulmates. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and so that's the thing. Like, for all of the shipping of, of Spike that I've done, it's always been this version that ends at seeing red. For me, it ends bef- right before. Or even halfway through that scene. Because there's a turn in that seat. Because he comes there to plead with her. What, we don't can't talk about seeing red all the time. Yeah. All right. Should we just? I don't. Well, like the the version that I that is in okay. my mind is that he comes to plead with her, and she's like, no, and then he's bummed out and leaves, and then maybe he goes to get a soul. Fine. Sure. Fine. Then great. Mm-hmm. Then great. Right. Great. But instead, we have to watch that horrible scene that I'm picturing right now because I Me can't too. help it, and then we have. Xander offhandedly saying it in a shitty way to Dawn, then Dawn coming and confronting Buffy about it. Like, that was how bullshit. could you, how did you not tell me? Victim blaming. Whoa. And Dawn, that is well, not Dawn's, about you. Dawn's a fucking monster in her own right. Everything, <laughs> yeah. everything yeah. is about Dawn. I can't believe she view. made her sister's rape about her. I cannot believe I know. she did that. But I mean, that's what Dawn does. Anything mm-hmm. is about her. I mean, Fucking uh, when she trapped everyone in the house. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, you know what? There's a bunch of shit going on that has nothing to fucking do with you. Yeah. Like they're not they're not even leaving you, Dawn. No. You see these people all the time. I yeah. don't know. I Okay. I don't want to get off track because I, I fucking hate Spike and he's uh the worst. Mm. Um but I fucking hate Dawn and she's the worst too. Yeah. Uh she's the worst in a different way, I think. It's... No, she's the worst in like a human way. Yeah. And that she's a flawed human. She's yeah, a flawed he's human. Evil. Yeah. And she's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And Dawn would never, she would never hurt our people. No. Mm. And Spike would. No. Yeah. She would just like sulk in her room or something. Yeah. You know, she's, she's annoying. She's annoying yeah. at worst. Spike is evil. Um, and, and that's the thing too, where it's like, I are like the show I think is intending for us to like, when he gets imbued with that soul again, to be like, yay. But I no. was literally just like, okay. Well, I mean, I knew what, if I the first time I saw it, I thought he was trying to get his chip gone. That yeah, we thought he was that's, getting ready I mean, to that's kill. Yeah. very much what they're yeah. leading us. So down I the thought road he was too. trying to get get ready to kill her. So all right, I because we talked about it. I mean, I'm not happy. I'm not rooting for him to get evil, but like, fine, as long as we fucking close the door forever yeah. on romance yeah. between them, because he crossed a line that. As a viewer, I'm never going to get over. Mm-hmm. I would have, I would have much rather him just get his chip removed, yeah, and then, and then come back to kill her, right. yeah, and then we could have had like, all right, well, seriously, fuck you, and now the gloves are off, and yes. we can finally just amazing, remove you. What an amazing, uh, big bad, yeah, he would have been. Oh, because yeah. he knows everything. He knows everything, uh-huh. and for him to come back and then like, so that's the tipping point into him. And reminding us, you idiots, you forgot that this fucker has been evil this yep. whole time. Yes. And then so for him to, and then what a way for her to then, uh, th- this is a, f- a female victory, mm-hmm. truly. Instead, we have our main character who just keeps like pushing down this thing that happened, which fine, deal with deal with uh, sexual assault however you need to deal with it. Your friends, however, Dawn saying, uh, Spike's place, is that a really a place that you want to go after what he did to you? How could you drop me off there after what he did to you? When it's like, 
I mean, we said the same Dawn. thing. We said that, but guess what? We weren't saying that to fucking Buffy. No, we would not say that. But to Buffy, I think we would have either been subtle or we would have been soft on her and been like, are you okay? No, yeah. Yeah, I or think, you just offer to take Dawn exactly. yourself. We'd be like, oh, you I'll remove just take that. Dawn. Like, Dawn will come over to my place. And... She doesn't need to go there. Yeah. And then she'd be like, but I want to. And I'd be like, shut the fuck up, Dawn. You're coming with us. Yeah. Dawn, I'll explain in the car. And then you don't explain. Yeah. Yeah, just get her in the car. Lock all the doors. Child lock. <laughs> Here's the thing. And I had forgotten about. Okay, so we have. Are we. Have we hit a point? Mm. Or are we just going to go? Are we. Welcome to another episode of Hell Mouthy. I'm one of your co hosts, Kelly Nugent. I'm another of your co hosts, Ryan Mogi. Hey, what is this? Six Pete now? What is this? I don't know. He's been here so many times. I lost count. I don't oh. even. I think it's more than my fingers. More. On one hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got 17 fingers on I one would, hand. I would say honorary honorary co-host, really. I mean, he's taken the stage with I us. I would say that that's a conversation we should have had offline. And uh, this is the last episode of Hellmouthy <laughs> we'll ever do. Um, back again with a vengeance. Uh, what would you say you are? Actor? Comedian? Uh, musician? You know, I'm just a big fan of Hellmouthy. Aww, it's Colin J. Morris. Yay! And he kind of basically uh, said that he was a fan of himself because we said he was an honorary co-host. And <laughs> close the loop. I mean, I only listen to episodes that I'm on. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's weird because you like reference other episodes. That would be so funny. Socially. Oh, oh, that's weird. It's yeah. weird. That's yeah. what happened. Like, if you were like last week when we were talking about something blue and hush and we're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Are you saying you edit yourself into the episodes and then you listen to them? I Because that tracks. That tracks. Oh my God, is that a thing? I could do that. I could like listen and then just uh, like say what your other guests are saying or, mm-hmm. you know, zhuzh it up a little bit mm-hmm. and Wait. then recut it and send it Hold to you on. guys. This so is in your one life? of your 13 projects. You're very Wait, this could be This could be like a Patreon thing for you guys. Oh my it's God. like, get the entire run of Hellmouthy with just Colin J. Morris as the guest. Okay. Uh, I also like that you wouldn't say anything like original. No, I just, <laughs> I, I mean, I would fluff it if I needed to, if I had a personal spin. Oh my God. So, okay, if you donate $1,000 a month, <laughs> You get access yes. to the Como special. Yep. <laughs> Which is just sometimes Colin not really making sense on our show yeah, every yeah. episode. Yeah. Every episode. Ugh, God. So we are talking the last two episodes in Buffy season six. Guys, yes. I was all tears. Oh my God, I cried so, so many much. tears. I was too. Two this to go really emotional. and grave. Guys, why do, why do bad things happen? I know. I wanted to, I've been wanting to ask you that all morning. That's just, I don't. It's too hard. The, these yeah. episodes were too fucking hard. There's so much like pain to unpack with yeah. these ones. Um, On this watch of these two, did you watch the episodes prior to this? I did. Yeah. So last night oh I watched. God. I watched the previous because I had to see. Yeah. You know, I had to. I had to come in fresh. Had to see the Terra. Um, it it's so goddamn heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I mean. Like this has been this has been the thing that killed me about it always from every from watch one, but I mean, they just got each other back. I know it just happened. They were in so much fucking pain, and Willow and Tara's love is like, I mean, besides the fact that it's fictional, it's so fucking real, and yeah. it really, God, it meant so much to the show and so mm-hmm. much to the characters, and like. When you see when Dawn catches them post coital and you see like how excited she is, like as I know I've been talking shit about Dawn, but that was like a moment that like really 
made me exciting. And like, yeah, she was annoying then, but it was in a cute way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, the she, same way. I was that excited too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that could have been a mirror in front of the screen of us. Like, yeah. Just yeah. like the viewers being like, yes, you're back. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Go get naked. It's fine. Yeah. I'll go to the other room. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's a fucking tragedy. It, yeah. it really, it really it hurts. Is. And, uh, you know, Allison Hannigan, she could fucking sell that. Yes. God, she fucking broke me during that scene when she's when she's holding her and it's ugh. yeah and that i mean throughout these episodes you acutely feel the loss of tara the entire time yeah like mm-hmm. you're just like she's not fucking coming back yeah this is she won't ever find another tara she won't ever like that is just like she's just been scooped out and that's it mm-hmm. um so we've got willow so the the two boys now because Warren is dead, mm-hmm. which praise praise praise. Yes. Um, the two boys are in jail. Yeah, and guys, the delusion is real with Andrew. It's oh, is it? Do you think he's like he knows in his gut? I think he knows in his gut, and I think he's saying out loud the things he wishes that Jonathan was saying to him. Yeah, just like Warren's coming back. Mm-hmm. Warren was never gonna leave us and. Yeah, he just so desperately wants someone to need him and care yes. about him. Well, particularly Warren, particularly because he, he loved Warren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not enough for me to have that much empathy for them. They're the worst. Mm, they're still bad. They're, well, I mean, and, they're not the worst. Spike is the worst. Spike is Don is also the worst. These guys, here's the thing: there's a lot of bad shit. Yeah, yeah, these guys have no. They take no responsibility for their behavior. Yeah, I mean, there's when they like, keep being like, oh, we didn't kill Tara. It's like, yeah, but you've been trying to kill Buffy this entire time. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have, you did kill a woman and got away with it. Like, you were a party to that. Mm-hmm. Like, you, yeah, guys, no, you are bad. Yeah. When I, Jonathan says it for a second, right, where he's mm-hmm. like, because Andrew's like, we didn't do anything. And finally, Jonathan's like, yes, we did. We signed yeah. on from the beginning. I mean, all that is erased when they end up running away to Mexico. Yeah. But before that, I think Jonathan has the most remorse and he's like we really screwed the pooch. Yes. Yeah. I think he does have remorse but that doesn't mean he's still yeah. bad. Still bad. I mean the and the thing that I think makes it so much more frustrating is they're I don't know if they're terrible big bads or if they're awesome big bads because they're so terrible because like when they take Tara away from Willow and from us the viewer it's so heartbreaking and frustrating because they're it's in a senseless fucking way. It's mm-hmm. completely by accident. It's with a fucking gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I think it hurts all that much more because they're fucking children playing yeah. at being evil. And it, it's just like, it gives you this sort of sense of like, why? Why are you like this? Why do you have to exist? Why can't it just be a fucking demon? Why isn't Glory doing this sort of shit? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And... Um, so yeah, it's either I hate them as the big bad or the fact that I hate them so much, like makes them effective in a way because it's like, wow, I like truly hate these guys. (laughs) Well, I think that her death happening in the way it does is super effective because it reminds me of, um, and I guess this is a spoiler for the wire, but I think the statute of limitations has passed, but how Omar dies, Mm -hmm. which is just, it's in a second. It's mm-hmm. not in a huge gun fight. It's a little kid comes in and just shoots him and he's dead. Yeah. And that's it. And it's like, oh. And that's kind of, and I think that we, when we watch TV shows and movies, we always feel like 
a person's death has a point. A person's death has a uh, a, a bigger meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's done by this like villain, right. especially in genre. And so for this to happen where it's like, it was an accident. And she, yeah. she wasn't even meant yeah. to be killed. Yeah, she wasn't a target. And that I think makes it so much more tragic. And like, it's something that you mull over and mull yeah. over in your mind. I think it, getting to the, like the big bad part, um, I in the past this is not my favorite season, and it has not become my number one season. But I've been enjoying it more because we've been so um, you know, d- diving in so deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the big bad of this season, well, I mean, in these two episodes, Willow blows away every big bad. She's so freaking powerful. Mm-hmm. But oh, so the good. the big mm-hmm. bad of the season, in some ways, is Buffy's depression. Absolutely, because these three guys would have been taken care of in a day mm-hmm. if she was mentally healthy. I think I think I think that if she was not um apathetic about life, if she wasn't suicidal kind mm-hmm. of, if she wasn't um but she's like almost more apathetic than suicidal. She's like suicide by apathy. Mm-hmm. She wasn't walking th- through the motions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um she's walking through her life. But she is and and all of it, she's like distracted by the fucking spike and like all of this stuff like all of that are symptoms of her like her depression and yeah, these three knuckleheads would would have been in jail way faster right. if she had her wits about her. So it's also like they're almost like a symptom of the larger thing. And that arc works because that's where we end with Buffy is her being like happy that the world isn't over. Yeah, and that's like and symptomatic com- of victory. Yes, and committed to the life that she has and the people that she has. And she does it through this vision of Dawn, which is much as Dawn is annoying. That is a reason to live, right? Like if, yeah. she, if she wants to be there for her sister and grow with her sister and that's an actual compelling reason instead of being like, God damn it, why am I not in heaven right now? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that arc holds the, makes the three boys worth, they are a good bad, good big bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've actually enjoyed this season much more doing it on the show mm-hmm. than just on my own. Yeah. Because there are like there are things that like I I like being able to like vent my feelings about the show, <laughs> um, and also like being forced to like watch it with a pen in my hand and my like yes. little notebook makes me like care more than I would normally care to pay attention and then see things that I would normally not yeah see or care about because I think like if you know two years ago you had said to me season six what's it about. I would have been like, I don't know, like they had like, it was like a weird network change. And like, it was, um, you know, at first you thought it was three boys, turns out to be Willow and there's a lot of magic. Oh, and the musical's in there. The musical's in there. And there's like a really extended like dare aspect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part, it's funny because like in my memory of this, like, oh, it's all about how Willow's stupid drug addiction. And then I have so much more like empathy for that arc. Yeah. When we've done it this time, it's like. Because especially the recovery aspect of it. Yes. Because yeah. she does work hard on herself and she does grow. I mean, it all yeah. it goes out with a bang. Well, but like, you don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think that was treated with a lot of respect from the show because you, mm-hmm. when you're an addict, you don't just get over being yeah, an addict. No. You're an addict your entire life. Yeah. And, you know, relapses happen and people backslide and it's part of it. And when you hit rock bottom, when it's magic, you know, you destroy yeah. the world. But you know, with like booze or junk or whatever it is, um, you know, it happens hard. Mm-hmm. And I think and particularly in a relapse, it happens harder than 
Right. Well, you kind of go back. You never stop. I think you, I don't, different people have different experiences. Mm -hmm. But my understanding is a lot of times you go back to your bottom that you were before. Yes. Mm. And then just keep sinking instead of when you originally had your like downward spiral spiral where you found out you're an addict, like you, it was gradual or it came on over years. Mm -hmm. And then when you build up your, you, your recovery and then you relapse, you go back to the bottom. Right. Because you know where it's at. You know where it is. And then you go from there, you go down. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I think, so I have a lot more respect for the way that storyline is treated towards the end. I still think Rake is a weird character. I still do yeah, not. Yeah, Rake was weird. I do feel like in these two episodes, it was kind of clear about what stealing magic is. I still don't really understand what he and Willow were doing when she was getting high back in the day. Like, I got that she was high and she's floating mm-hmm. around. But, like, is he stealing her magic? Like, uh, I feel like he was like imbued. Like it's unclear. Is he giving or taking? It's not clear. But in this ep- these two episodes, it was pretty clear. Yeah, you reach into someone's heart, you steal their magic. I think. I think the process of like giving. I think what his job is mm-hmm. and how he gets paid and like other people's <laughs> magic is. So I always looked at it as like he's imbuing the customer mm-hmm. with a particular type of magic. Mm-hmm. Okay, something that he has say a lot of. Yeah, you know sure. something that's euphoric. It's mm-hmm. a sense of power. That makes them all like heroiny and mm-hmm. like doped yes. up and feeling great. And what he's taking is some part of their essence, another part of their yeah. magic yeah. that he gets power from. So yeah. he's not getting high on his own supply, but he's taking a different part of the magic that from the other witches. Yeah. So that's sort of how I always saw it. And in this, he was so he was so excited to see her again. Yes. Because he was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look how powerful she is. Yeah. I'm gonna give her a taste of the sweet stuff, just like it's always been. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna get so much power mm-hmm. from yes. her. And I'm gonna get this really amazing fucking magic out of this uh out of this witch. Because he's like I, I even wrote it down when he sees her, he thinks that he created her. Yeah. Oh, he, he totally does. He's like he thinks that he has her in the palm of his hand. Thinks like, "Wow, I've made this really powerful witch." Yeah, and like now I'm gonna reap the benefits of that. And Dark Willow, I mean, Dark Willow is—I know it's bad, and we can't root for Dark Willow because that's uh, not a nice thing to do. But she is my fucking spirit animal. I love Dark Willow so much. She's like everything I want to be. The like anger and the aggression mm-hmm. and the sarcasm and the not giving a fuck and just like pure Wait, distru- she's everything you want to be yes deep down and you know I, you would lose us as friends if you became this person well it makes me very sad i get really sad when uh she punches buffy that's the first time i feel like super oh, fucking yeah. sad she's also about Dark really Willow. her threat to dawn and i oh believe that she's gonna do it that's that's messed up man she's gonna Turn her, her back out of existence. In, yeah, turn yeah. her back into a ball of energy. Yeah. Like that is to say that if you just did it to Dawn, that would be one level <laughs> of evil. But saying that to Dawn, so that not only did she lose like this, this, this terror, she lost Darren lost Dawn lost terror too. Mm-hmm. Dawn is very sad. Yeah, and now this other person that took care of her when her sister wasn't around is like, you'd be better off if you didn't exist. We'd all be better off if Which you didn't exist. Which we know is an insecurity of Dawn. Yes, it's yeah. so cruel to say it to her. It's, it's, and she's that's burning. A, it she's is burning not, everything. I know, but that's my cruel. moment she's, of Dark Willow. Where I'm like, Dark Willow, you. But don't you have that? I mean, I'm, I'm tapping in. Dark Willow makes me tap into a, a dark side of myself that I enjoy exploring. I agree with you. Which is like, don't you wish you had the power to just 
fucking tear everything to the ground sometimes to just be able to pinpoint like like you said it is her biggest insecurity and there's nothing that willow could have said or threatened to do that would have been worse for dawn yes. and like i don't know man i mean i i get angry and sometimes i wish i could just like turn that on the world and be like i have all the power and i know exactly what to do and how to do it and the capability to just destroy it well it's like once you start down that path cuz i um like i don't know i used to have like rage problems which i still kind of have anger problems now mm-hmm. but like it's like once you get started on that tear it feels so fucking good to just keep feeding into yes. it and i root for willow in the same way that you root for like uh what's it called um uma thurman kill bill, kill bill. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like this person is killing a ton of people. Yeah. But like, but I'm she's just not like, killing her daughter. That's yeah. the thing. And that's, I guess, where that's the a line for me. And I guess I don't, I don't know that I've ever had the impulse. I've, I've said very mean things to the people I love, mm-hmm. but I've never like relished the impulse to be, to destroy that which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so then maybe she doesn't mean it. Or maybe she's not enjoying it. Yeah. But we do know that she, at this point, does not care about anyone, does not oh, no. plan she's, to... Yeah. She's I mean, dead. I think she's dead. Yeah. It's it's in there. I See, I disagree. I think that is Willow. And I think this is in there. It may not be who she truly is all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, it's like people always say like, oh, well, um, when an alcoholic goes on a bender and they say or do these horrible things, that's part of them. It's they may not have the facilities to control themselves, but sure. it's not coming out of nowhere. It's but not, I don't admire that about them. I don't I'm not admire like, it, but I see it as well. I I guess I don't admire it, but what it is is like it's a very powerful thing. It's something I identify with. Yeah, and I guess for me, I am I definitely am a I'm more of a, a codependent than an addict. Mm-hmm. So for me. <laughs> Uh, that behavior, I is repulsive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess is the way I would, like mm-hmm. to be. Like I like well, these episodes; they're great episodes. I enjoy. I enjoy like watching characters do things that I would not do, but I don't like uh, connect to that drive. I right. think I just uh, I find it. Yeah, I because I, I I in that scene I was all on Don, a hundred percent, and in the fight with Buffy, I was on Buffy. I was I. I was never like, ooh, I wish I could be Dark Willow. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I just like, as like uh, the first time, I remember even the first time watching it, I remember kind of wishing I could be Dark Willow just because like in a very shallow sense, Mm -hmm. like she's kicking a ton of ass. Mm -hmm. She looks dope. She is wearing all black. (laughs) She literally seems like she can do anything. She she can do anything. She's like, hey, uh, why don't I just take over this truck? Uh, Done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I have like all these like wounds on me. Like they're gone. Yep. Which like we know I think as more mature people watching it now that like she is just burning through everything. Like she doesn't, she, she is doing things she never thought to do before Mm -hmm. because she has no intentions of surviving this. Yeah. Um, In that way, she very much is like an addict on like, she's like leaving Las Vegas. Yes. This is, yeah, this is the, this is the final bender. Yeah. And whether she even knows it consciously or Mm -hmm. is willing to admit that to herself like the way she's behaving is like very much like there's not going to be another one of these. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. Because I mean, and Ugh. that's the thing too, that I understand the, the, the humanity of Willow's 
descent into mm-hmm. where she ends up, which is like how she's just like, I don't want to be in a place that doesn't have Tara. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that is so heartbreaking. Yes. Because honestly, as a viewer, I'm like, I don't really want to watch a show that doesn't have her. Yeah. yeah. And I think I understand intellectually like that impulse then. Well, then fuck it. Let's destroy it all. Yeah. And yeah. And there is still think it's really mean to say those things to Dawn. Yeah. But there's also the idea that if Dawn is a ball of energy, she can never be. She's not going to be hurt. Yeah. That's like true. it does kind of protect her from the mortal coil in yeah. its own mm-hmm. way. And, you know, and there's another thing I noticed. I think like, again, deep down, I think this is Willow, like I said. Because there is stuff I noticed, uh, like little subtle things. She uh, froze everyone with a little spell. Mm -hmm. Whenever someone was in her way and she freezes Buffy and Xander. And then Anya gets a zap. Anya's a demon. Mm -hmm. Skipping ahead a little bit when she's doing like her little cat scratches on Xander. She is, like even though she's out of control, she's Mm -hmm. maintaining some sense of protecting the people Mm -hmm. that she loves from... From herself. Yes. Deep down, she is trying to protect herself. So, like, that's an interesting point about the ball of light. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that. Like, that could be her sort of twisted way of, like, I'm just going to remove Dawn from all of this. Yeah. Because she sees the world as such a horrible place right mm-hmm. now. Remove her from the world. Yeah. And she's going to be okay. hmm So we need to talk about. There's so much to talk about. A specific about. thing. It's yeah. small, but okay. I think worth mentioning. So when Willow is on the. The truck. And there is some extensive acting being done by the truck driver who's trying to get control over. I love him. He's like yanking like crazy. He can't do it. Oh, he throws his hands up. Oh, he can't Uh, deal with it. What's going on? I was like, this guy's great. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, you're not going to have any lines. So make sure you communicate it all nonverbal. There's going to be a window. It might be kind of dirty. So we need to see some like bring it to a 10. Yeah. We need you at a 10. And he was like, "Uh, how about this 12? Oh. (laughs) And they're like, whoa, let's get some close ups. (laughs) I loved that guy. No, he was really good. And I also really love the character. I wrote, uh, I just wrote good guy truck driver. Yeah. Because he's like, he's like, fuck, I don't have control of my truck. Yeah. What a terrifying thing that must be for a professional truck driver. And you lock onto a a tiny little car. Yeah. I mean, it was a police car, but you lock onto a car and like you can't stop. I mean, it's, you don't know what's you don't know that there's two bad guys in the back mm-hmm. of that police car. You're like, what do you? Well, yeah, yeah, and he's trying to stop it because honestly, if his car hits that car, he's gonna be fine. That car's gonna be right. crushed. Yeah, but as soon as he gets power, as soon as he gets control of the yep. truck back, he immediately tries to jackknife mm-hmm. the truck, yes. which is insanely dangerous. Uh-huh. He could have been killed himself. Yes, he could have. But he was like, I I have to get control mm-hmm. of this truck oh. any way I can. Fuck yeah, good Unsung guy. Hero, love that guy. Good guy. Yeah, love that guy. That truck guy's driver. good. Uh, how about antihero? the guard at the Oh my gym. God. When <laughs> okay. people are blooping around and they yeah. tell you there's something supernatural happening and you work in Sunnydale, just believe them. Also, okay, bricks are coming off. Bricks are coming off. Everyone leaves. Everyone leaves. This guy says, stay here, you'll be safe. No. Move them to a different cell. Incorrect. Incorrect. Look, look, look at what's happening. Yeah. The, bro- the, bricks are, the bricks are going away. They're going away, going away. They're saying the person out there is going to kill them. Stay in the... Uh, the bars will protect you. The other side of the bars may protect <laughs> yeah. you. Get them out and put yeah. them on the other side of those bars. There you go. He anti-hero. Anti-hero. Not great. not a good uh not not great at his job. He oh listen, he had to deal with a lot in a short period yeah. of time. Uh who knows? It could have been his first day. He did not <laughs> yeah, know he's a what transfer was happening. He's from Santa Barbara. <laughs> oh my god. They're like it's, things in are Santa a little Barbara, different. you would never let someone I mean, well, he also isn't that he doesn't seem that surprised that Anya's popping around. No. That was insane. Oh, God, can we talk about 
Anya just yeah. being the best. She's she's amazing great in this episode. Best, also, best Anya episodes hands down. She's okay. so I don't know. Entropy, good. She ma- she made me cry and it was really good. I mean, she makes me ma- cry a lot. She makes yeah, me cry. Yeah, she lot. makes me cry a lot. So I really and Entropy was a really good. I think a good Anya episode of her. Like, great Anya episode of her. But it's a sadder one. Mm. This one, so she kind of gets a little bit more agency. So even though she is a vengeance demon, she wants to help. Of Willow. course she does. So she, she's part of the Scoobies. Yeah. Her relationship with Xander is not the center of no. it. And so I loved her like doing the spell to protect those two idiots yeah. from behind the curtain. So Willow can't figure out how to get to and them. She's just doing it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And when, and I loved her, like when Xander's like, come on, you got to go. And she's like, go like help whatever. Yeah. She's like, do something right. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about when she said, and he's like, everything's <gasps> going to go so wrong. And she goes, let me guess. You'll propose. <laughs> I loved that. I loved that. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah. Also, okay. I know we've hinted at this before because we discovered. Hinted? Or do you, I think you're about to say something that we've said explicitly, but let me Okay. Guess. So we did not hint it. We said it in very explicit terms that we like the chemistry between yes. Giles yes. and Anya. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's uh, an uh, official ship. Official. Yes. Official. Yes. And when he walked through that door, I was like, damn, Anya, mm-hmm. get on him. Yeah. Okay. And here's the thing. And again, I feel like I missed this in my faster <laughs> rewatches because I didn't know I'm officially into it. No, yeah. I mean, she's like, oh, I can think my about. hair is being blonde. Oh. I, I cried. I cried. I, when she was in when she was in the hole talking yeah. to Buffy and Don about Giles, I was sobbing yeah. alone in my studio yeah. apartment yeah. to an episode of uh, 12-year-old Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yep. It's fine. I'm doing if, great, I was guys. like, if that's wrong, I don't want to be right. Yes. <laughs> I did the same thing yesterday. Yeah, I was crying. Uh, I was crying. Uh, uh, but I lo- you have a bedroom. I oh, do, well, yeah. however. I think that's a good point. Something about sobbing to a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode in a studio apartment is just a little sadder. It certainly sounds sadder. <laughs> I haven't tried both. You just both like have lovely tears, homes. I've been to both. The it's tears hitting lovely. my hot plate and sizzling away. Oh my God. While you're cooking your little meal. Oh. It's like a hungry man. <laughs> oh my God. On a hot plate. On a hot plate. That thing's bursting into flames. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. But I did like, and actually I cried really hard in that scene mm-hmm. when- Buffy, I loved the Buffy and Giles moments too. When the first part, when Buffy is like so overwhelmed, and then he says, "Did you cut your hair?" and she just yeah, starts crying. Of course, because that's such a like just a small thing. And then, and then we have what we talked about before was Anya's just saying like, "My More hair's blonde. Si- yeah, yeah, it looks different." Um, I dyed I, my hair again. So I've got a Peter good. Pan collar on. <laughs> it's just a thing. It's just a thing. Oh. It's a cute look for me. And Such Giles, like, it's so cute. She looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, she looks amazing. And and Giles, like, looking over her and being like, and then like putting his arm out yeah. to hug her, and her like the three of them hugging. I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. what? Yes. And I love that Anya was like was finally vulnerable enough to be like, hey, I really need you too right now, mm-hmm. and like go to yes. Giles and be like. But don't forget, I love you, and you're mm-hmm. like my protector as well, yep. because I'm a brand new human, mm-hmm. and I need a dad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then god. like, oh my god, they all needed dads. That's, they all needed dads so real bad. Dad's one, back. That yeah. yelled dad's, dad's back. back. Yeah. It's yeah. So one of the big bads of this season was depression. The other was missing dad. Mm-hmm. Why? Are you? So actually, I wanted <laughs> to ask all dad. you guys. No, I wanted to ask you guys. Um, did Anthony Stewart had leave for like an in real life reason or I think you I it think was he, just written out oh, for I that season. Oh, I thought he left. I thought he I was know. ready to go. Oh, was he? I don't know. We don't. Because he comes. Well, 
yeah. comes back with a vengeance. Yeah, he comes back with a vengeance, which first of all, bad ass. When yeah. he comes in and just takes down Willow mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I'd beg to differ or whatever he says. I would um, like to challenge that theory. Yes, something like that's that. something like that. Yeah. Um, loved that. Um, while, uh, oh, and I loved too, while Ryan's looking that up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, listening. Because I've said, like, I feel like I'm such a broken record where I love just scenes where the characters are just talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the scene where Buffy, who has, we have not seen Buffy laugh all oh my season. God, so long. And when she says, and I'm sleeping with Spike, and he just bursts out laughing. Mm-hmm. And oh, he is so good at acting. Yeah. He's such a good actor. Fake laughing is hard. He does it. He does better in, than her. Intensely well. She does She's not okay, do great. But he does so well. Yeah. And then to see her kind of be like, yeah, that is pretty, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> and like her kind of like shame. That beginning part was okay. Later when she's supposed to be laughing really hard, it's yeah. not the best. Yeah. But in that scene where she's just kind of like, oh shit, I guess it is kind of. <laughs> well, and I like that. I like that move for Giles too, to just kind of like, let himself lose it and mm-hmm. like laugh at it because it, it does say like you can say a lot of things in that moment like oh like I'm I'm sorry I wish I was here like mm-hmm. I all of this stuff but instead he just sees like the amount of shit that had compacted in his absence mm-hmm. and like he realizes like this is an insanely bad situation <laughs> that I just walked into and like to find the sort of like the humor in that tragedy I think is like a a better way for him to have like helped her cope in that mm-hmm. moment, just like a moment of levity, because it's gonna get it's gonna get worse before it gets better, guys. And I liked that Buffy at this point has like matured enough to when he said, "I'm sorry, I shouldn't have abandoned you, I shouldn't have whatever," and she's like, "Nah, I was right that you left." And I liked that moment between them because she was recognized that she shouldn't hold him back any more than he shouldn't hold her back. Mm-hmm. Did you find it, Ryan? No, I started reading a thing about uh, the assault scene. Okay. No. So- <laughs> Ryan, no. No, I did find it at first. I really did. Because when I said I was listening, I was. And then I stopped. <laughs> so you guys could have been saying anything just now. Um, just, sorry, guys. Uh, Giles uh-huh. quit the show halfway through the sixth season to spend more time with his family. Because oh, his, his young daughter and his wife were in uh, England. And so he was spending more than half of his year in the States. And so he's really missing a lot of her, his daughter growing up. Mm. So that's why. Okay, great. Well, look at that. He, he, oh my God. Left, he left his children to go be with his children. Yeah. yeah. So he, he left to be a good dad in many ways. Oh, oh man. What oh. a good dad. God, Anthony Stewart had, he's a know, good dad. Giles, bad dad. Giles, bad dad. I don't think Giles is a but bad you know what? dad. I think he's doing, I think he, he knew where Willow was headed and he left. He yeah. could have, he should have intervened or, he could okay. Shouldn't yeah. have. Could have. Again, I'm a codependent. He could have intervened with Willow. He knew where. I mean, after once more with feeling, all the cards are on the table. Yeah. He knows all three of his kids are in crisis. Yeah. And he also knows he's got to go, but like he prioritizes. I got to go over helping his three kids. He doesn't even give them like goodbye speeches. He doesn't go. Hey, Buffy, you're depressed. Get over it. Hey, Willow, magic's a problem. Like. Call me if you need me. Mm-hmm. And then Xander, Xander just a hard backhand. Not, hey, Xander, you're not ready to get married. <laughs> well, the fact that no one even says to Xander, you're not ready to get married. 
How, kind of a flaw of everyone who knows him because everyone knows he's not yeah, ready. But no, but, but Ryan, please, you would never say to someone's face, "You're not ready to get married." No, but I would talk to them long enough that they exposed a vulnerability about it, and, and then I would should exploit them. it, yeah, exploit yeah, yeah. it, exploit <laughs> it. But it would. God, you're, you're such. You're an emotional ninja, Mogi. I love it. I, yeah, uh, that's you learn that when you're codependent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I mean and also he's a bad dad in like completely prioritizing Buffy because he was like the right thing to do is for me to leave because Buffy needs to grow and it's like yeah but like Willow's like drowning in this thing Mm. Xander's like gonna really hurt somebody because he can't figure out his feelings yep it was a really bad time for him to leave yes yes but also that is life Mm -hmm. like in terms of a storytelling I'm okay that they all had to kind of flop around me too yeah and it's I don't like fault him for having his own needs and having to do his own thing. But the thing that really, that I'm disappointed in him as, Mm -hmm. as the father figure to the Scoobies is after uh, Joyce dies, he, I know it was like the show kind of framed it as, well, this is the time for Buffy to really like step up and become her Mm -hmm. own woman. And, you know, like become like a leader in the real world as well as like the leader as this, as her role as the slayer. But he, they needed help. Yeah. They're kids. They're yeah. children yeah. taking care of a child. Yeah. And he, it sucks, but he needed to be the adult. And yeah. he already was in the position of being the adult for this mm-hmm. group. He just needed to step up and remain that. Yeah. And so that, that's the part where I see as his like biggest fall. But, you know, he's, he's got demons. He's had a hard life. He's got a bit of a binge what's drinking ex- thing. Yeah, but what's his excuse mm. for not going to Anya and Xander's wedding? My oh, mom yeah. brought this up to me and she was like, I don't wow. understand it. Wow, I didn't even realize. Why didn't he go? Was he not invited? That's crazy. I guess just because they couldn't get him. Yeah, they couldn't but, get Anthony Stewart head. And it was, okay, my mom's not going to listen to this until after she watched the episode. Hey, mom, wasn't it a good surprise when Giles showed up? It, it was. was you, surprise. <laughs> it was a sick. great surprise. It was awesome. Um, Because they, they don't do his name until the end, right? Yeah. yeah which was a great I move. That. I love great that move. move on their part. Because hasn't, I think... You guys have talked about it on Hellmouthy before. Haven't they blown like uh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. They do that with Tara? Yes. And like- with um and then there was something oh on Angel they did it too. Yeah. Which I understand it's con- contracts and yeah. all that stuff. It's a but thing. it's the best when you get it at the end. Like there's a scene in Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. where Starbucks shows up after you haven't seen her like in half a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had saved her name for the end. Oh, and good. it was like because when you saw it, it was such a surprise. Because yeah. she like just pulls up in her little spaceship next to mm-hmm. Apollo and you're like Starbucks, <laughs> and then it's like cut to black. Katie Sackoff, and you're like, yeah, that's so cool. And that's just it. like it's like satisfying, satisfying, satisfying. Yes, yeah. where it's like here's Giles. Well, first, first it's like boom, she gets taken down. Who? Giles. Ah, like uh, black, black. Anthony Stewart. Yes, and then you're like special guest star Anthony Stewart. <laughs> He's special to me. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, that guy's a dream. His Twitter's great. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. I might not. He's great. I mean, sometimes you re- do we retweet him sometimes? Yes. Okay. That's why I've seen him. <laughs> um, is he does he listen to the show? Can I speak to him directly? Sure. Okay. Hey, Anthony. Um, big fan. Uh get on Instagram, because I don't use Twitter, but I hear your Twitter's really good. So uh just make your Instagram instantly. Uh instantly. Instantly. Equally as good. Thank you. Okay, great. That's Thank all. you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Oh, also you're a really good actor and we respect you. You're an amazing mm-hmm. actor, and I honestly can't get enough of you. Um You have a great voice. Great voice. You have a great voice. Uh, you're very handsome, and I've never seen like a fifty plus year old man pull off an earring in an unironic way yeah. the way it. you do. Yeah. Great, great work. Uh, all around. Also, were you aware of the undeniable sexual chemistry between you and Anya in the show? Oh my god, do you think him and 
Emma? Oh no, God. stop it. We're not speculating. Well, I'm just saying, you know my feelings about onset romances and that how they adds. inform performances. I think emotionally you know they can be troublesome, but as far as a performance goes and your final product, they are valuable. You know what? I would say if I were Emma and it all These started options. in tab- Tabula Rasa, okay? <laughs> we're in Tabula Rasa and they're like, yeah. you got to kiss Anthony Street. How to be like, oh my God, I've never even thought about it. Not. Totally. Like, now, oh. Oh my, oh, God. oh my God. And then it would happen and I'd be like, Tim, no. <laughs> oh my God. And then he starts singing. He would sing. You. He would sing it with me. <gasps> and then you pass out like a really excited oh. goat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then fall over. Legs locked. Yeah. Legs tip. locked and just. Fall over and bump Oh my god, over. him singing that song on a guitar. Oh my god, amazing. Just like mm-hmm. just at that weird outdoor area by that coffee shop. Yes. yes. Um, so not only did I hate every scene with Spike, mm-hmm. because I'm don't want to see him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to watch bugs go in a nose. I know, ew. Yeah, I, I can watch the mummy if I need that. Yes, and you can get that and much more if you watch From the mummy. The mummy, the yeah. mummy is, yeah, the mummy's amazing. Um oh, we're talking about the Brendan Fraser version, right? Yeah. Yes. Because we we're on record. We hate the other one. Even oh, though none of us Tom Cruise version. I've only heard oh. it told to me by Lindsay K. Ty. I've only seen the trailer, but I was very. Uh, I made a public statement about my feelings of the trailer. Yeah. Oh, and someone has to go look them up. Well, they can find them uh, at Shipple Like Nipple. Uh, sorry, <laughs> wait. Not time for that yet. Yeah. Um, I wrote Rack and Buffy have the same hair. Oh, poor Buffy. <laughs> well, because it cuts from Buffy is wearing her beanie and she takes off her yeah, beanie. It looks like she actually was wearing a beanie. Yeah. So she's actually wearing a beanie. And then it cuts right to Rack. Greasy hair. Same hair. Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> it was real. Same stylist. They probably had them next to each other. The stylist did this and then did that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have another thing to say about when Dawn is in Rack's room mm-hmm. um, and she's talking to Willow. I'm being, this is mean. Mm-hmm. But when she says, I miss Tara too. I was like, time out. Yeah. Neither, no, 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 you don't have time no, no, no. yet. You are both in shock right now. Yeah. You are, you both are grieving. Like you're right. in it, but you don't miss her yet. No. Right. You're going to miss her like in a few days, but right now. You'll miss her for the right. rest of your life. Oh yeah. But right now that's not the right word. But I mean, come on. Are we going to, are we going to get on her for semantics? Yeah, she just Dawn? spent the better part of an afternoon whips with her caretaker's corpse. That is true. But I will say, okay, get this. Yeah, how can you miss someone when you spent that much with their corpse so recently? Oh, <laughs> you were Ryan, just with you're her. Mean. You were just with her. I, I here's my issue with it. Where which this is something that Dawn tends to do, mm-hmm. which is not understand that people have different types of relationships. Yes. And we're already knowing that uh that Willow is angry, mm-hmm. upset has lost some, like, just fury. Mm-hmm. And for you to say, hey, I miss the love of your life who can never be replaced, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it's like, my immediate response would be like, you know nothing of my pain. Yeah. If I were rage-angry Willow. Uh-huh. That's and I know she's fair. trying to help, but this is just misguided. She yeah, doesn't and she's a kiddo. A, a you statement would have been more appropriate yes. in that situation. Yeah, it's like, I know that you're hurting tremendously right now mm-hmm. rather than I, I miss her too it's like well yeah okay well. A do you you just saw her B <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> didn't you know we're monsters on the show <laughs> <laughs> also okay but the end before 
things go off the rails in the magic shop. Xander's speech to Anya about how impotent, he didn't use the word impotent, I'm using it, mm-hmm. but like how worthless he felt and that he he froze when Warren pulled out the gun and then he wasn't able to stop him. Not that he could have. Like what he could have. he have done? He's not magic. He doesn't, he could right. he could have moved, took a, took a step. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have yelled, he could have yelled Buffy gun. But also like, identify, let he could have said Buffy gun, but that's not going to stop Tara from getting shot. You think, because no, it wasn't but, like that long. It wasn't like, it wasn't 10 seconds. Yeah, it was like, no, I, I agree. But I, I see his, I see his guilt. Oh, I, oh, would, be, I would feel horrible. Yeah. I guess it's just, that's why I feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he actually sat there and was like, that's a gun. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Then I would feel less bad for him. That's why I feel so bad for him. Right. And like, yeah, so he feels guilty. He also feels like useless. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he says the word useless tons of times where he's like, well, that's the cold open. It's just Xander feeling useless. Yeah. And so I get why he feels that way. The fact that it manifests in bitterness and anger is human. And on brand. And on brand. Mm-hmm. And in fact, relatable. Mm-hmm. But not great. I don't mind that he's bitter when he's like walking the kid, the boys around and he doesn't know where to take them because he really doesn't know. And he's like, again, if he didn't say the thing, if he didn't offhandedly say, well, you know, Spike, you raped your sister. Yeah. Or tried to rape her, whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. I know we already talked about it. But like, I think that if they had just kept him like grumpy, because ultimately he's the one he really like, no one has to tell him that he's the one who can fix it or tell him to be brave or tell him to step up. Because in the end, and I know that's the end of the thing, but like at the end, he does do that. He does save the day. And he, yeah, he does save the day. And the thing that I didn't like about the timing of how he's, I mean, I didn't like at all that he said that to Dawn, but the timing of it was, it was in response to her saying like, well, feeling sorry for yourself isn't going to help, which is true. And Spike would be there fighting is what she says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is also true. but Also true, but she doesn't know. I mean, Spike would be there fighting, but also then the guys would get away, but Spike wouldn't care because he's a monster. He doesn't, he's evil. And Dawn would be, un- would be loose and no one would take care of her. Mm-hmm. So is that really better? Like, yeah, yeah Spike would fight, but that's not yeah. a yeah. better solution to the problem. I mean, and I think, I think Xander is just like so fed up and is just like, I have to put a stop to Dawn giving a shit about Spike right now because he's so angry about the rape attempt mm-hmm. and he's so angry about not being respected and about being useless and he lashes out and that's yeah. what Xander does. Yeah, yeah. When Xander's threatened, he lashes that's out. That's right, and it's mm-hmm. his... especially in like sarcastic mm-hmm. things. Okay, so it's not it's not a good thing that he mm-hmm. did, but it is a very Xander thing yes. that he did, and and it is human. Here's the other thing I've always thought. Mm. Now I don't necessarily think just about this quote, this line, <laughs> but I think. That Xander sort of liked that little Don had a crush on him. Not like he ever nope. was trying yep. to date her or anything, yeah. but I think he really liked how much she admired him. Yep. And that admiration has shift shifted, and now it's not, but like mm-hmm. it shifted almost completely to Spike. Yeah. And I yes. think not jealous of her crush, but I think there is a little bit of like, Don, don't tell me about how great Spike is right now. One, he isn't great. He did a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. And also like you used to idolize. You used to idolize me that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And we even like way, way back when Dawn was kind of having a crush on Spike. Uh-huh. Xander even says like, "I used to be the one she had a crush on." <laughs> so it's like Xander. And then also, this is uh, you guys may or may not believe or agree with me. 
But I think Xander has a weird possessiveness over the women in his life. Mm -hmm. And I think he feels threatened by Spike on that level too, where he's like, well, the Summers girls, Mm -hmm. my Summers girls. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think he feels that way about all, I think he feels that way about Willow, Mm -hmm. uh, Buffy and Dawn. And I think the fact that Willow dates women now, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I'm not trying to minimize what she had with Tara. I'm just saying that's what she's doing. Um, But like, I think is, uh, I think that helps Xander keep his feeling of masculinity intact mm-hmm. because last time willow started dating a dude he fell for he decided to be into her mm-hmm. and, and hooked up with her mm-hmm. well, yeah. i know he was a child then but i'm like he he likes being the only guy on the block well yeah because now he's like oh well willow's not an option because she's not interested in like men so mm-hmm. right i'll still be the number one man in her life exactly but i'm not yeah exactly Ugh. i don't know xander and right but then rye guy he loved rye guy too I will say that he uh, he loved, he Rye loved Guy. Rye, Rye Guy. He and Riley were like they were really good friends. So maybe my there's flaws in my my idea. Well, but. no, I think that I mean that tracks though because if you look at Riley, um, he's the least threatening yes, to Xander's right. position. Yeah, right. In the dynamic, you're totally Riley's right. not going to disrupt Xander's place on the team. Right. He adds he adds a new dynamic to the mm-hmm. team. Not a disruptive one like Spike or Angel, where it's the. I mean, and God, I you know we hate the things we see in these characters yeah. that we see in ourselves. But I think Xander's got a bit of a bad boy phobia, and yeah, he's scared of the bad boys. Scared of the bad boys. Yeah, stay away from my stay away from my friends, all you bad boys. Also, um, <laughs> wait, were you just now? I'm transferred. Now yeah, I transferred into my own. Okay, but I was like, are you are you issuing a warning via Hellmouthy? Yeah. yeah. Hey, bad boys, <laughs> leave my friends alone. You leave them alone. They my friends. I own them. <laughs> he um also we're just yeah, gonna like, we're gonna let it go. Yeah, we'll let it we'll let it go. Um, our. <laughs> Our uh, we're, we got to acknowledge it, but we got well. We yeah, it's acknowledged, and now we're moving forward. Um, <laughs> so uh, the also like Riley was ne- like Riley was never in any danger of being an OTP with Buffy. Yes, whereas like the common fight is Buffy versus Bangel. Yeah, and Riley it's like, doesn't even get in. No, like that's usually like a pet one that people have, but it's not like a like I'm looking right directly at Ryan right now. Very Here's intensely. The thing, if you're saying which one is the best candidate for a person to date, it's Riley because <laughs> he's yeah he's, he's never evil and yeah. he is a devoted boyfriend. Yeah, but for Buffy, Angel, yeah, he's well, mashed potatoes with nothing on it. That's why he's not like a great. He might be mashed mashed potatoes with like margarine on it. So here's the thing: he used to be <laughs> mashed potatoes. That you made in a rush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then now he's well, flakes like... Or, flakes or mush? He, I, I was thinking he was potato buds, frankly. Oh, yeah. He's potato buds. And then now he is mashed potatoes that like you made. Okay. Like you, you, you boiled them, them yeah. you mashed them, and then you put a little pad of margarine on top. I mean, That's that doesn't sound now. bad. I'll eat that. No, I'll eat that. I'll eat a plate I'll of that. that. I'll eat that. I love I mashed mean, potatoes. I, we I, have done that. We have eaten places, mashed potatoes. We have together. eaten uh, Two plates. chips. Dipped into mashed potatoes. Hey, dip. Not so, not so bad. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. We did that uh, watching your show. Yeah. At, uh, the because uh, we weren't really into any of the entrees. We were like, "Hey, I see some of these have a side of mashed potatoes. Can you order a side of mashed potatoes?" And they were like, "Okay." And they served it to us in a huge soup bowl, like a Ooh, chowder bowl. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we, we got, had chips. From so what were we gonna do? So we you like had some outside chips. So we were like, Probably. "Oh, because uh, we had also ordered 
Artichoke guac? Dip. Oh, artichoke dip. Oh, uh, oh, are we talking corn chips? Yeah, there yes, were like tortilla corn chips. Oh, were... I thought this was a mother and child oh, reunion potato, potato. kind of situation. Potato, oh my potato. god! Oh my god! But I mean, no. corn chips I would do as well. Corn chips, yeah, was good. But so, I would try potato. It was like, what what starch do you want with your starch? Because we had yeah, we had <laughs> starch on starch on starch. Anyway, long they, story short, it couldn't. Oh, did we also get asparagus on the side? No. <laughs> we had a very greasy spinach artichoke dip. Yeah, it wasn't great. With the and, chips and, the and chip. then two plates of potatoes. Yeah, because yeah. we got one plate of potatoes and we were like, can we get another one of those sides of potatoes? Guys, l- let me take a moment. Just again, thank you for coming out to that show. That venue is not the best. I got pink eye there. You got pink oh, eye there? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Probably from the food. The food's not great. I think I got it's it from the bathroom. I think I got it from the bathroom. Yeah, the it's, bathroom was dirty. Uh, it's insanely far away. You guys, that was above and beyond. Um, I'm not endorsing that venue, nor will I say its name because I would definitely go back if they asked us. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was not, let's, it's, yeah, the city's better. It, the city's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stay out of the suburbs. Um, Unless you're going to Vons. Exactly. <laughs> you have to go to <laughs> um, Okay. I, I like our city Vons. Oh, wow. Oh, well, you should have been on our, the episode we, we just did. recorded. <laughs> we had a long PSA. Anyway, we can't get short, back into it. We, we can't get back twenty into minutes it. about them. We, we, we okay. can't get back into it. But like, long story short, you've made an enemy. And you don't go to the Va- you don't go to the Vons in our neighborhood. We let it go when you said you owned us. But I don't now go we to have that to take a stand. I don't go to that Vons. I go to the Albertsons or I go to the Sprouts in Burbank after I visit Micah for lunch. Okay, that's good planning ahead. Um, it just is. But I also prefer the but Albertsons. You're so to much close. You're so much closer to the Albertsons. Yeah. That Albertsons is like go to that. If, for me to go to that Albertsons is like an extra half mile, and I like to walk to my grocery store. See, that's the thing. You cannot walk to the Albertsons. I can walk you to the. Al- yeah, I can walk to the Albertsons. Yeah, you cannot. But if you have, depending on how much grocery shopping you're doing, sometimes it's not good for your body. Yeah, I don't do carry. a lot of. I don't do a lot of big shops. That's yeah. true. Oh, see, I get. So I'll get like a big thing of greens that I like to put in my freezer. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes I'll get two of them because they're frozen. They last forever. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I can't like that. Plus, like if I got anything else, I can't carry that. Yeah. yeah. It's always tough when I decide to like, oh, like I go and I'm like, oh, OK, I'm going to get like a couple of boxes of this and I need a little bit of that. And then I'm like, OK, well, I'll get like a half gallon of milk because I can walk <laughs> with that. And then I'm like, oh, but you know what? I'm kind of low on beer. I should get a case of beer. And what then you, you like, can't. You're a pack mule. Before you know it. Yeah. You've, I've got that. Yeah. You know. And then your shoulders kind of hurt and you keep like readjusting. Yeah. And you're like, Which I just got to get like, there. I, I but only it's not brought the you. one canvas bag and yes. now I've got to. Yeah. And yeah. then you get that weird soreness like in your yes. forearm yeah. from like holding. Like maybe your bones are hurting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you get home. You're a skeleton. You have no muscles left. <laughs> Um, um, okay, another thing I enjoyed the bonnet bond. That's what you call Duffy Bond, Duffy Don scene. Oh my god, Duffy Don. Um, so I enjoyed the those scenes in the uh cave, mm-hmm. uh, partially because it was fun to see Don fight because I kind of we haven't really no, mm-hmm. and she's n- a natural fighter, which she's we could have guessed because she's made with Buffy's essence. So and she's been watching, I loved that line, which yeah, it was cute. And her little spin, like the whole the, her little role, I was like, all right, Don, you made it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not annoyed with you in this moment. Yep. Though, <laughs> however, before that, <laughs> when Anya had come and was like, hey, by the way, Giles is, or no, it was like, Giles is dying. Uh, I'll uh, check you later. You better come see D- Giles before he dies. And then when Dawn is like, you didn't tell me Giles was here. And Buffy just rolls her eyes. Yeah. So hard. I was like, Buffy. No. No, I was no. on Buffy's no. side. Buffy. Buffy's side. You win. Team Buffy. Dawn. Team Buffy. Dawn, take in the context of what's going on here. 
We, she literally runs up to save you from a fucking fireball. Should she have run up like, fireball's coming. Also, Giles is here. We'll talk about that in a minute. Like, See, what could more, what more could Buffy have done for Dawn? That's why it kills me. I think, I think the fact that her father figure is back in town is something that you could fit in in your conversation. I think it was just I think a when, slip when, for Buffy. When That's Dawn weird. starts being like, talking about her rape, she could have been like, time out, her, <laughs> her assault. You'd have been like, time out, Dawn. Yeah. Let's talk about something I want to talk about. Yeah. Let's talk about Giles. Giles is here. He's, uh, he's pretty badass right now. There's so much going on. Well, no. so I think, uh, okay, well, okay, here's the thing. Then, uh, then it's, then I don't blame Buffy for not telling her as much as I blame Buffy for being so dismissive. To roll be her eyes a little. To roll her eyes. Because if the thing was reversed, Buffy would be so mad that Dawn didn't tell her. Even if there was no way to get to Giles, even if there was other things going on. Like, of course you're, of course you're like, what? You didn't tell me? Like, this is a really important mm -hmm. piece of information to me right now. I get, that's true. And I agree with that. But the thing that bugs me about Dawn's reaction and why I support Buffy's reaction is because she's like, I like, she's like, I'm having a grown up conversation right now. Can you please yeah, fuck yourself? Is, yeah. Um, which I'm, I'm fine with, but it's, that's Dawn's reaction to every yeah, step everything. of Buffy's life. Buffy is trying so <laughs> goddamn hard and she has zero line of credit with Dawn. And that drives me nuts because it's like, yeah. have, cut her just the tiniest bit of slack yeah. once. Just mm -hmm. once in your fucking life, give her the benefit of the doubt, and she can't. Dawn is incapable of doing that, and that is so draining to watch yeah. Buffy go through. Yeah. I mean, it's sisters. And, and I think a huge part of it is that we keep forgetting Dawn's younger because they're very confused about how to write her. Mm -hmm. So she is, you know, what, like 14 or something? Mm -hmm. However old she is. I think she's gotta be 15. Oh, about 15, right, because she said I was your age, right. But I mean, that's the thing too, where like Buffy is trying to juggle like a million things. And I get that, I, I get why Dawn is disappointed that she didn't know. But it, like, her expectation is that in this one instance, I could see being frustrated, but because she's frustrated with every single thing that Buffy's not telling her, mm -hmm. what is the expectation that like Buffy, like, log everything that needs to be told to Dawn? And then the minute she sees her, just tell her everything. I don't know. And I, I, I don't think that Buffy's necessarily helping the situation with like a couple episodes ago yeah. when Dawn wanted to come along and she was like, no, it's not safe. You have to stay here. Mm -hmm. When Ryan, you made the great suggestion, like just train her. And mm -hmm. then that would give her a little bit of autonomy. So I think Buffy's not helping the situation because by like constantly babying her, Dawn is always going to feel frustrated about yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. That being said, I was just like, I was just like, shut up. Like, they have to deal with this thing. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. And, and that's a good point. And Buffy, you know, at the very end, Buffy comes to that realization yes, and she yeah. cops to the mistakes that she's made with Dawn. And that's like really cool that she was able to do that. Um, but yeah, also just Dawn, like, give it a rest. You're exhausting. I did like that one part where, so Buffy's crying, right? And Dawn's like, aren't you? Well, first she's annoying. Because she's like, ah, I can't believe it. Blah, 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 blah. Like when she's like, I can't believe you're crying because the world didn't end. And um, she's like, are those tears of joy? And then Buffy's like, yes, dummy. And then she's like, did you think I would be sad? And when Dawn then says, well, aren't you? Like that, I was like, oh, I, I like Yeah, because from Dawn's perspective, she lost her, she lost her mom. A couple mm -hmm. months later, she lost her sister who died 
ostensibly protecting her. So it's kind of like her fault. Mm -hmm. Then her sister comes back and her sister is in a deep, dark depression and barely has time for her. And (laughs) is stressed about money all the time and doesn't let her hang out with her and is like, doesn't pay attention to her, but is annoyed with her every time she asks for attention. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, Dawn is annoying because I'm on team Buffy, but like, I don't think Dawn is like wrong to be as annoying as she is. That's true. She's not wrong. I just don't enjoy it. Yeah, it's so not I'm fun to like, watch. I'd rather not. I'd rather just like close my eyes until she's done, and then open them when it's back to deal with. Honestly, the I'd issue. like Buffy just to be nicer to her. Buffy could be nicer to her, or more like considerate of her. Yeah, but that ending with the two of them is one of my. I really like it. You know what I think would have helped. Yeah, this is a big ask, and it goes back to kind of what we were talking about before. And maybe it's too much. Maybe it's asking too much of someone who's not volunteering it. Mm-hmm. But uh, what if what if Giles had adopted Dawn after Joyce dies? I think it would have been a good move. I think it would have too. But is that legally sticky because Dad is still technically alive? So then it would be, well, I think there would just be an issue, right? Like once they did it, the dad would have to... Uh, they would have to find him could, to get some paperwork Yeah, I think signed. that he could become a custodial parent. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. he could... Uh yeah, Dawn maybe should have. I mean, she would not have liked this. It would have mm-hmm. been a rough fucking summer for her. Gone oh, to gone house. to England. Gone to England with Giles. Yeah, and just get you know her what? Out of I don't situation. think it would have been a rough summer from her. I think she would have. Okay, she would have missed Buffy. She would have missed her friends. But she would have gotten to have like a life in England. Yeah. Right yeah. now, she's like sheltered, but also not invited to participate. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and she. I mean, she still like has bad girlfriends and. Mm-hmm. steal stuff but like she's it's like a weird in between whereas if yeah if she just got a summer I mean I've seen what a girl wants mm-hmm. it's a good time yeah right she could and- meet like a cute boy mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea I mean yeah. it, it is a lot to ask from Giles though it's a lot that's not his uh, you can't ask that of you him can't, he, he has to know to yeah. right, which he that. didn't and he he didn't he didn't step up to be a dad to Don mm-hmm. also I don't even think he really likes Don that much He's Who more does? focused on Buffy and Willow and I think Xander. Well, I don't think he's had to spend time with Dawn until Joyce was dead. Mm-hmm. So she, mm. she just was like a person he knew existed. Mm-hmm. Whereas he was in the library in high school all the time with the Scoobies. That's true. That's like, true. Dawn, it's, not like, it's not like Dawn. Because like the show in the first five seasons or the first four seasons wouldn't be that different if Dawn existed. Yeah. Like she would still just be, she'd be this like, it, she would be like Joyce. Mm-hmm. She would be this ho- only at, at Buffy's house and she would probably like, I don't know, she'd probably do annoying stuff, mm-hmm. but she would just like be in the background. She wouldn't be participating. That's true. So you're right. G- Giles doesn't have that connection, but like, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Dawn needed somebody. Dawn really needed somebody and Buffy couldn't do it. Yeah. And she wasn't equipped. It's not. Yeah. And it's not Buffy's fault that she was ill-equipped to raise her sister after mm-hmm. the death of her mom and her own death. Yeah. But somebody needed to somebody needed to identify that and take take control of the situation. And unfortunately yeah. for Giles, he's the only one who could have done it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it wasn't Willow and Tara. They they tried really hard. And I think they were good for her in a lot of ways. I think Tara was better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. Ah, Tara. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. 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 So I've been thinking about this uh, when Giles comes back to confront Willow. Mm -hmm. It's in anticipation of watching these episodes again. It always kills me. But when Willow sort of calls back what uh, Giles Mm -hmm. had said right before he left, the rank arrogant amateur line, that I just know 
that that hit her so hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, she's been carrying that every minute. She probably repeats those words in her head at least like 20 times a day mm-hmm. since he said that. Because like for her, that's, I mean, you know, everybody, he's dad. And she has so much respect for him. And she, when she's discovering magics and becoming powerful, the only thing she wants in the entire world is for her friends and especially Giles to be proud of her mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. say, good job, look what you've done. You're powerful. You've done something great. And I just know that, that was, that's been inside of her until that moment. She's been waiting to say that to him. Yes. When she said, remember when you called me a rank uh, amateur? I said out loud, I've gone pro. And she says, I've turned pro. And I was okay, like, well, no, you've I... seen the show a bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. I don't think I've watched this episode a bunch of times. But like it was such a it was such a like, she alley-ooped herself. I know. That. Yeah, that was she... the weirdest brag about just remembering. <laughs> yeah, I I also took note of that because like I think she's what and this is part of her like Hubert. Like she still is arrogant in rank. Mm-hmm. Like what you think you're not what you think you how do you think you've ranked up? Yes, you got more power now. All right, cool. But you're still an arrogant son of a bitch. Yeah. You're still like naive about what this is gonna do to you. Like his critique of you still stands. Yeah. Now you're just more powerful. Well, I mean, she may not necessarily be naive because we were talking about how she's on the path of destruction and it's kind of like a kamikaze mission. So she may have just accepted her fate and that. I guess I'm saying naive in that like she is in a cloud of rage mm-hmm. and a person of a certain level of maturity would know that like that cloud is going to dissipate in the way that it kind of does at the end. I mean, yeah. it's a proactive thing, but like it kind of does dissipate. So I think that's the part where it's like, that's so naive isn't the word, maybe inexperienced or yeah. like immature. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the word is, but like, no, no, that's a good point. She's kind of indulging this rage is like, this is who I am now. And it's like, okay, one of the worst things that's ever going to happen to you in your life just happened in the last 12 hours. So who you are in this moment, isn't necessarily who you're going to be in 36 hours or a month or a week or 10 years. Mm-hmm. Of course, your rage is really big right now, but this isn't forever. Yeah. You're in a horrible thing. You're in it, but mm. you it will pass. It will, like, you're not going to be at 11 forever. Yeah. Unless you kill yourself. Which right. is And then hysterical. you're stuck in it forever. Yeah. But I think everyone who, I'm going to say everyone who kills himself is immature, but everyone who kills himself is, like, in a place where they believe that what they're in isn't going to go away. Oh, yeah. Totally. But everything can go and change i think that the two boys for a second are an audience stand-in when um jonathan's like god willow like i've known willow forever she used to be just willow Mm -hmm. and that's a thing that i think willow has been running from on some level always which is like never feeling because the show is buffy yeah so i mean willow has her own like uh doesn't she have a comic series now yeah, but she does. That being said, yeah. Well, I mean, but that's all post Dark Willow. Yeah, I think this is a huge turning point in her life. Mm-hmm. But she is pretty explicit with Buffy when she's saying, like, "You didn't think I could be this person." You like uh, almost like being like, "It's finally like her holding of like, yeah, it's finally us against each other." And Buffy has never in her life been like, "I wonder if me and Willow got in a fight, who would win?" Yeah, yeah but she, Willow has definitely yeah. thought like, "How powerful would I have to be to be able to beat Buffy in a fight?" Mm-hmm. Whereas Buffy like. She's never like sitting there like, yeah, Willow is pretty powerful. I wonder if we went up against each other because like Buffy has that confidence and security of like, no, I'm gonna win. Yeah, I mean she doesn't. Also, okay, question about 
when people imbue themselves with a lot of strength, this and the Warren thing, do they also learn how to be really good fighters? Because Buffy trains in technique all Mm -hmm. the time and is super strong. And yet, I think magic... Magic helps. Magic helps. I think the thing with Warren is a little bit more, it should have been just brute brute strength. Mm -hmm. But I think with Willow, because she sucked in all that magic. Remember, she sucked in all those spells. One of them might be like a good fighter spell. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I I can see much more logic in Willow being able to make herself uh, a good fighter because she does that cool flip and stuff to evade the kick. Yeah. Kicks and flips. Good kicks fight. and flips. Kicks, flips. It was so, a really amazingly choreographed fight. Yeah, I love that. The effects were super cool. I really liked it. It just, it made me so bummed to yeah. see yeah. Buffy and Willow at each other like that. It I really also upset felt me. like they didn't, and I don't know if it's like my modern eye or what, or my TV, <laughs> but I felt like they didn't cover the stunt women very well. Uh, no. no, they like, didn't. You, It was like, and uh, good, the stunt women got their due, I guess. You got to see exactly what they were up to. But yeah. it wasn't like, there were multiple shots where I was like, that's not Willow. And I'd be yeah. like, that's not Buffy. I mean, it was still yeah. a fun fight to watch, but it was like a weird, I don't know. I don't know if like it was just, I was in a weird mood, but it was like, yeah. it, it felt glaring to me mm. in that fight. Well, we've seen that on this show a bit because there is so much fighting on this show. But I remember like one time there was like a, uh, a stunt guy that like you get a full view of his face when he's being yeah. spike and you're like, well, that's a, that's just like a guy that you see on the street. <laughs> he's got some peroxide. Here. Yeah. yeah. It's about what he has in, in common with spike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, it was, it was sad seeing them fight like that. And you're right. It's not Buffy who saves everyone. Mm-hmm. It's cause she falls in a hole. So she's, in she the falls, hole. she does everything she can. She saves her sister nominally, yeah, but sure. she doesn't prevent the end of the world. And Giles, we find out that he knew what was happening all along. Yeah. But Giles uh, seems to fall mm-hmm. to Willow. Willow takes all his power. And then she goes, rises a temple. Raises a temple? Raises a temple. Yeah. Did you guys think that like more of it would be out than how much was out? It was just the tip. That's all you it need. It was like barely anything. It was enough for us to get one topless statue or whatever. Mm. Nah. Um, She's like barfing at a snake or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. There was, I mean, it kind of goes to the thing with the the stunt women, but there was a shot I never saw before and it made me oh, no. so sad. What is it? You can see two pieces of airline cable attached to oh, the temple no. and then you just see glaringly like yeah. the oh fucking God. rigging of how they raised it. And I was yeah. just like, ooh, cut around it, guys. Yeah. yeah. You spent a whole day on yeah. that hill. That's well, not a half day. Yeah. And we all know we what, don't know what footage they had. They That's didn't true. need they didn't need that, that shot, shot with the airline cable. Right, yeah. fair, fair. I'm saying I get it. Like you want the reverse of the the rear yeah, of the thing the with Willow in the foreground. Like that is a good That's watch. A great cool mm-hmm. shot. You want that shot. It has rigging in it. You've lost that shot. You didn't get it from yeah. another angle. I'm sorry. But, but you've but lost I really that want shot. It. You have to go on. No. I'm sorry. You, I really want it. it, and um, we don't have time to reshoot, so yeah, that's cool. what I want. I want it in. Sorry. Here's the thing. Willow's in the foreground, and she's the character that everyone cares about. Rigging is like not a really important thing to people. No one's so. even going to be looking at the rigging. They're just going to be seeing Willow. They're just going to look at Will- Willow. But, okay, but the the way you loop the rigging and then the rigging's the like not even in it, focus. Like it's really to, not the point. They wrapped it and they wrapped because the cable has pointed edges. That's and really you cut it and they wrapped it in red electrical. No, tape, I get it. It's and like so it's no, I understand. Red. It's red. I, no, I'm hearing you, and I love that you know all these details and that you notice it. That's why I hired you so that you would know these details. But I'm telling you, shot stays in. Ah. <laughs> 
men in power, am I right? Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, we get a beautiful view of Portuguese Bend where they're shooting <laughs> uh, near, nearby where I grew up. I was like, oh, damn, that's like where you hike around when you're feeling outdoorsy. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, in the suburbs below. Yeah. So it's uh, lovely. Um, yeah. And then Xander shows up. Yes. To make us all cry. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, I having said what I said about how I'm annoyed with him in general, I think this scene brings us something that we've been missing from this show, which is like intense, this intense connection between these friends. Yeah. Because we haven't had it this season. No. Yeah. Um. Well, our main character has been apathetic to the point of <laughs> depression. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. And I think it, and it rang true to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. The performance was really good, and I still believe it out of those characters, which is why I, I, you know, I get Xander's, like, the worst in a lot of ways. And and thank you guys for making me hate Xander through listening yeah. to the show <laughs> Our job years. is done. You did it. Uh, <laughs> we just, like, disappear in a cloud of smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Were they oh? ever there? <laughs> um, I'm in a field with a microphone. <laughs> this was all a dream. Oh, my God. Um, no, but I mean this this moment of Xander's like redemption and this hero mm -hmm. moment where he saves the day with the power of friendship and love. Yeah. Like it still really rings true to me and I mm -hmm. still really love that because it just feels like they're actual friends. Yes. And yeah. it's it's cool. Yeah. And I think yeah, it's cool but it's all and it's moving because it does like disarm her. Mhm. Mm oh god. Yeah. Yeah, when he says uh, when he, so he keeps saying I love you and well and I think he does he does a great thing by appealing to her, her humanity and forcing her to confront what it is she actually is doing yeah mm -hmm. where he's like fine you want to destroy the world start with me yeah and he's just telling her and I love you and he keeps saying I love you I love you she keeps and she's and, and essentially he's saying I still love you because yeah. I love you unconditionally yeah and like even like he's basically saying even if you destroy this whole fucking world mm-hmm I love you. And every iteration of you. Yeah. And then so it's, you know, the, I love yellow crayon breaking willow. Yeah. I love scary veiny willow. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea that he calls back to this childhood memory of a time where she did something and she felt shame and she was scared because that's where that's like, it's that rage cloud dissipating thing, right? Because mm -hmm. that is what's on the other side of this is she is going to have to like deal with what she's done. And if she ruins, the, if she kills the world, then she doesn't have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But him reminding her of a time that she kind of went through that same process in the past. And like survived it. Survived and had, you know, was was the kind of woman that Tara would love. Mm hmm. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And there wasn't. And I, I especially like that he didn't because this is what Xander does when he's upset is he uses shame and guilt mm -hmm. and he sort of projects his own things onto mm -hmm. his friends to try to communicate, like whether it's his disappointment or his fear or sadness, whatever. But this is like a moment where he is like truly being a friend. Mm -hmm. And I think he really, and even though he's not perfect with his relationship with Willow, mm -hmm. I think Willow is his only true friend. He's She's the only person that he's like capable of being like real and caring to. You think with Buffy, it's too complicated by his... I think with Buffy, he has too much. He has too much ownership. He has too much spite for her lack of romantic interest in him. Uh, I think with Dawn, you know, obviously he doesn't respect her or see her as a peer. Well, because yeah. she's not. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, his whole relationship with Anya is fucking very yeah. troubled. Right. Has always been. But, like, I don't know. I think there's something about his relationship with Willow that I think he, like, actually and for the most part selflessly, like, loves her and cares about her. Yeah. I mean, it's been them from the beginning. Right. Yeah. And I feel like there's almost, like, a sibling. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen the make out, so I'm not trying to be gross. <laughs> but I feel like there's almost a sibling. Like, it is... This is a lifelong relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when you were saying that it couldn't be like that with Buffy, like, because if we look at how Buffy views the relationship, like Buffy will like if it came to it, like the Buffy that we know now, season six Buffy post her death and coming back. If it were like, it's going to be the end of the world unless like you hurt Xander or something. Mm -hmm. She'd do it. I think. Whereas like Willow. I don't know. I think she'd try to find another way. She thinks she's. She thinks she's better than all of it. Than yeah, fate. that's true. She I don't think she'd stand between. She wouldn't do what Xander did. She that to Willow for Willow or for you know Xander doesn't have that kind of power. She wouldn't even think to appeal to that. She yeah. would just be like, let's get her knocked out. And yes, do it. exactly. What do I have to? What do I have to fight? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wouldn't. I, she just. She's not. That's not her thing. I. I. Yeah. I think she would like. She would. I don't know if she would kill Xander to save the world. I don't know. I think she would try to do save both. Mm-hmm. She would just come up, find a way. Yeah, I feel like she would, sac- and she'd certainly sacrifice herself before she would sacrifice Xander. Oh, well, that's true, for sure. So, so maybe not Xander. Like, I just, though, which is, yeah. But then I'm thinking about, yeah. I mean, she killed Angel to save the world. Yeah. But also, I think she respects Angel more than she respects Xander. <laughs> so she'd be like, yeah. he can't be the key. He can't take it. Well, yeah, yeah she, she sees Angel as someone who would make that sacrifice himself mm-hmm. if given the opportunity. Yes. And so in that way, it sort of justifies it more than Xander needs to be protected by her. Yeah, yeah I think she, yeah, she doesn't see him. Yeah, she doesn't see him as a peer, mm-hmm. another fighter. Yeah, they don't I, have Kamchak. Oh, God. No, Kamchak is uh, sex. Oh, I thought uh, Kamchak <laughs> was the admiration no. between two warriors. Uh, Kyrumption. Kyrumption, damn. Okay. My bad. That's an Angel reference. Uh, Speaking of Angel, the season finale of Angel also has one character appealing to another character with love. Saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. you." As they're killed. Well, no. As they're sent to an eternal, non-dead life. Like in being entrapped (laughs) for a long time. Um, So it's an interesting parallel because, you know, they were airing at the same time. Same time. Mm -hmm. This one at least has the um, catharsis of Willow breaking down in Xander's arms. Uh, one of the tropes that always gets me crying is a person that's so angry and they're beating the chest of the other person they're mm-hmm. talking to and then dissolve into tears. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every, that will get me every fucking time. For me, it's when black hair turns red. Mm-hmm. Every time. Every time. Every time. When you realize that why the hair looked so bad the whole time was because it was being colored in post. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, oh my God, God thank goodness. Oh God. Oh, I'm so glad it wasn't permanent on her. <laughs> Um, and uh, and the whole thing of like choosing not to for me the Buffy and Dawn scene made me cry because of like choosing not to die and mm-hmm. this idea of like I want to s- help you grow up and I want to be there as you grow up mm-hmm. like you yeah essentially her saying how important Dawn is to her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was huge and then the, but we don't end with either of those scenes nope I mean yeah watch it yourself if you want to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> we'll at least say. So they're like, you pass the trial. Here's your reward. Your soul. Okay. Do you want to know what the thing that I read that 
got me upset. Well, caught up in like interesting. Yeah, what, what? And I think it's related to the, because I know you read the, the. Oh, the Marsters thing. Yes. And how he said it was like the worst day of his professional life. Apparently, the way they got to that is Whedon had said to the writer's room, everybody should say the worst thing that they ever did. Which, by the way, whoa. <laughs> so many levels. If your friend, if a person you know, okay, professional, take professional out of it. A person walks into a room of people and is like, let's all say the worst thing we ever did. Leave that fucking room. Because that person's about to probably either blackmail you or convince you to murder someone. Which person tried to rape someone? Apparently a girl, a, one of the female writers, mm-hmm. after our relationship was over, went, was, for, was, went to her ex-boyfriend's house to talk and like tried to physically initiate sex. And then the guy was like, no, you need to leave. And they turned that into an attempted rape. On a female. Which, it turned it into the scene that we saw. Great. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I had that information in my mind. I couldn't not. Cool. Well, I mean, by now, you you guys have probably heard our discussion of the Joss Whedon and Kai Cole letter. Uh, and just keep in mind that most people fucking suck. I really am thinking, like, what would I do if at, in like a brainstorm at work, a boss came in and said, we're going to go around the room and everyone's going to say the worst, tell the story of the worst thing they ever did. Mm-hmm. I mean, would I text e- uh, HR from like that room? <laughs> you just like call and FaceTime? <laughs> I'm like, uh, you might want to be here, Kirsten. <laughs> um, yikes. Fucking yikes, dude. <sighs> so manipulative. That's so horrible unless like unless it really is like an intimate group of people but okay well that's the thing because it like yes it is a professional and it's a corporate situation yeah. writing a show for a studio it's not like it's not a bohemian comedy yes it's but it is a group of creatives collaborating to make a piece of art yes so that's where television and movies is this really weird uh blurry art form because of its involvement it because of money's involved yeah so, yes, you have to be professional, but also art comes from really scary, vulnerable places. Yes. And good art, that's the only way to make good art, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, so where is the line? Is it inappropriate for your creative leader to say, I need you to go deep and I need you to go dark? Yeah. I think from an art standpoint, no. I think from a professional standpoint, yeah, of course, like you can't ask your employees to give that to you. So it's weird. It's a hard thing to yeah. hard thing to judge. Did you guys and I, I don't know that either of you subscribe to Vanity Fair, but that uh, the article about Angelina Jolie that recently went out. Mm-mm. I don't want to get the details wrong, but it was essentially about the audition process for her newest film that she's directing, and that what they did because they wanted to use kids. I'm gonna. I think it's. I'm gonna double check this. The where it was, but she essentially, um, she. They were like poor kids and she offered them money like these are like street kids almost Mm -hmm. and she offered them money and then took it away and then saw their reactions and used that reaction to decide whether or not she was going to cast them in her movie. Wow. Yikes. That's pretty fucked up. Um, Did she at least give the money back afterwards? Yeah, yikes. I hope, I hope she so. had a 20 like set aside for each audition. Like, no, no, psych. That was really good, but you can't yeah, you have can, this. You actually can have You it. actually can't have this. Um, okay, that's what it was. So they placed money in front of Cambodian children from orphanages, circuses, and slum schools, and then asked them what they needed. Like, put money in front of them, asked them what they needed. 
Then they answered, and then they t- took the money away to provoke a reaction. Well, I hope they gave them the, the audi- money. The kids who auditioned? Yeah. It's fucked up. It's still fucked up. I mean, but that is, that's art, right? You're provoking this thing. Yeah. I think the hope is that you're reaching within yourself. Yes. To, I agree. Yeah. Rather than exploiting children. Yeah. Or exploiting anyone. I mean, yeah. yes, this is a very, like, I feel like this, the case I just brought up is pretty clear cut, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's not cool. But that is, directors have been doing that to actors forever. And I think that they, I think they should be able to, because like there's horror stories of directors and like how they get performances out of actors. But I think it needs to be a conversation. Like if someone's directing you and they're like, you, you read the script, there are these pages, it's going to be hard and I'm going to be really hard on you because I have a vision for this. Mm-hmm. Are you prepared for that? Because the way I will direct this scene is not going to be easy for you as an actor. If someone said that to me and now I have the choice, like I either trust this person and I want to give them the best performance and their method of directing me, I'm willing to take it. Then I think it's fair game. If it's like a fucking weird trick, like the, like this story, but but the the story you just, yeah, but the story you just told, we, we don't know what those, tactics are going to be because the tactics could be right. to have you dig deep in a professional way as an actor mm-hmm. the tactic also could be to make you think about when your mother died right or how your mother would be disappointed if she was still alive right mm. you know what i mean that it could be personal and it could be cruel and it could be but those but are I also think, like those are also like acting techniques yeah too. i think if that's but that, the but if the director method, does it to you yeah, that's very that's different, different than, than you, you accessing it. true i don't know i i think i would be willing i would be willing to take a abuse from a director if it was if if there was purpose to it if it's like i need you well to be, then that's I all about consent to, yes exactly yeah. well that's if sort it of were what i'm saying completely like, informed consent like but if you were like fine push me maybe yeah. you guys have a safe word <laughs> then there you go yeah i mean i think that's interesting but it but the truth is the director has the power yeah of course so there's, there's still so there's absolutely pa- pressure on you because we said safe word haha but there's absolute pressure on you not to use your safe word. Yeah. Which yeah. nullifies the idea of a safe word. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think that we've talked a lot about people in power today. And mm-hmm. I just, I think that you need to check yourself. Yeah. And because people are trusting you. Yeah. And like the idea that this is going to be a hard scene and I'm going to push you. That's different. It's like, and this is, again, I'm not trying to make false equivalencies, but have you guys heard about that cheerleading video? No. So it's a a girl. I think she's a, I think it's a high school cheerleader and she's trying to get in the splits, but she can't really do it. And so her, her friends are holding her hands and her coach is on her male coach is on top of her, pushing her body down. Her legs just won't do it. And he's putting all of his weight down on her. That's like illegal shit. Oh yeah. He's going to, he's hopefully going to jail very soon. But it's that thing of like, she might have said like, yeah, I want you to push me or like the understanding is, and with coaches, that is the understanding, Mm -hmm. right? They're going to push you. They're going to, you know, yeah. be hard on you to get you to go someplace that maybe you didn't know you could get to. But the issue there too is that she's a child. That's right. like a big, I'm like, Ugh. I don't know if well, I it saw. Comes down to, it comes, oh no, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I think, yes, but there's fucked up dynamics like on coaching a team, a director yeah. and a movie. Yeah. Like there's, it's, there is this power thing and there's this idea that if you stand up to the person in power, it's going to affect, it's going to have a ripple effect that is so yeah. much bigger. Mm-hmm. This season is so much better than I thought it was. Yeah. When we've been talking about it slowly. Same here. I wonder what's going to happen next season because that one, 
I have feelings about that season. Well, we'll see what they are. Yeah, they exactly. Change. Exactly. Yeah. They're um, it's like a cloud in the sky. Yeah. How are you feeling end of season six, Colin? You know, I feel I feel good. I feel, well, not great. Um, <laughs> but I, I think you're right. I do. I think I enjoy every season more this time around mm-hmm. um, than I have in the past because really. In the past, I had a lot more problems with season four. Uh-huh. I would have a whole lot more to complain about. Season five, before this rewatch, I thought it was a wash. I watched it and I kind of like mm-hmm. let it go by the wayside. Um, and season six, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, obviously the trio, they're very hard to watch, <laughs> but it pays off at the end. And uh, I'm hoping that season seven. Uh, this time around is going to have a whole lot of new surprises and nuances that I yeah. may not have caught. And uh, I- I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so definitely. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. And guys, congratulations. Six seasons through on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Like, wow. I, I truly mean it. This is such a great show. I love Hellmouthy. I've been listening Aww. since episode Aww. one. I'm so excited that you guys are just like kicking ass and keep inviting me here. It's been really amazing. Oh, thank, oh, thank you, you so, so much. much. Um, on that note, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Guys, just listen to Hellmouthy. Oh, no. Colin, get out. Get out get of out, here. Get out. Get out. No, get, out uh, get out. Get out. Kelly has a call time. So <laughs> just kidding. All right, guys. Oh, um, thank you so much for listening. I was going to do our plugs really quick. <laughs> the way you were hesitating and looking at me made me no, think everything it in no, I was, was going to try and do it in one okay, really long breath. Let's hear it. She's going to do it. Ready? Okay. You can follow our show on Instagram and Twitter at Hellmouthy. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelly Nugy. You can follow Ryan on Instagram and Twitter at Armogi. If you have anything nice that you want to say about us, please do so in a lovely review on iTunes. That helps us a lot. That was amazing. Bye. Bye.